Welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free for All! Yay! Yay! Floyd. Floyd. Oogie. Oogie. Come on. Uncle Floyd. I mm. love Oogie. Oogie is my favorite part of that. Sorry. And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free for All, your weekly all talk. Beatles and related radio show on the internet where myself, Mitch Axelrod, and my buddies, Rob Leonard and Tony Chiguardo, join me and I join them when they're moderating because I'm moderating this week and we usually talk about something Beatle related. And we've talked about monkey related actually too because we That's like true. to monkey around. But yes. anyway, this week- We haven't done that Partridge Family episode we've been threatening. No, but we but will. At some point. And at let's, some point, you not? realize people oh, that at on. some point we are going to be doing- an album and chipmunk show. No, we won't. You have to. No. Because they did the album. We'll just do it really fast. We will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll record it at 33 and play, <laughs> play back, back at 45. 45. What do you think of that? That was good. <laughs> Thanks. She loves you, yeah. Sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Mitch! 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 <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway. A little Alvin and Chipmunk humor there. Thank you. Very little. Let's start again. Oh, come on. Oh, no, that's right. good. Let's keep it. That's fine. <coughs> Here we go. So this week, we are going to talk about an album that was a follow-up to an album we've talked about prior. Which we, talked we about a lot. Yeah, we yes. yes, we I talked did. about the Tug of War album. Two of us liked it and one of us I didn't. I don't get how you don't like Tug of War. I, I, I know why. You said it was overproduced. But the material is very strong. Are we going back? Yeah. Anyway. We'll go back right now. <laughs> Sorry. The dream sequence to go back to Tug of War. Go listen to that, and then listen to this one, because we are talking about the album Pipes of Peace, um, lovingly referred to us as either Piece of Poop or Pipes of... Actually, I've never called it that before, but, you know... Now that, now that you've listened again... And we, we shouldn't. Now we're giving away, right away, from the top, our feelings about you know, the album. You know not. what? There are a couple of good songs on this record. No, no, no. Sh- we're going to yeah. go through each one of them, but... I know that, but I'm just, you know... Anyway, the uh, Pipes of Peace is the fifth studio album by Paul McCartney, released in 1983, and as of this Fifth recording, solo album. Solo. Sorry. Stress that. Yes, solo studio album. Very good. But as we, uh, as of this recording, it will uh, almost be 30 years old. It was, re- it was released October 31st, Halloween, apropos, of 1983. And Tug of War was really good. Pipes of Peace was not as good. But most of the songs were recorded during those sessions. Yep. With the exceptions of Pipes of Peace, The Other Me, So Bad, Tug of War, and Through Our Love. So a lot of the released album was recorded. Tug of during, Peace, you mean. Sorry. Did I say that? Yeah. You uh, said Tug of War. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Tug of Peace. Can't get those two mixed up, believe me. No. As we'll talk about. But this album came... Um, Again, we, when we talked about Tug of War, we all know what happened at that time uh, with John dying and Paul going into the studio. And uh, Well, this one also, same sort of backstory, except Paul was now shooting the Give My Regards to Broad Street movie uh, <laughs> while he was doing this album uh, or some of this album. This album was the last session work Paul did with Denny Lane. Uh, kept going on with Eric Stewart. Bunch of other really good players on here like Stanley Clark. Uh, Dave Maddox again on drums and others. We'll get to them. But this album was also produced by George Martin. And very odd that it featured two collaborations with the same artist. This time, Michael Jackson. The last one had two songs with uh, Stevie Wonder. 
which were Ebony and Ivory and What's That You Doing? And this one has The Man and Say, Say, Say. Very, I don't know, is it coincidental or... Well, we'll see. You know, it's it is interesting. You know, Michael Jackson's about to become the biggest selling yes. artist ever. So yeah, and we'll, and when we get to the songs, I think that's important to note, and yeah. we'll get to. Uh, but it was all this was recorded way before Thriller. Absolutely, but and and did already, yield. Don't forget these same sessions yielded the single "The Girl Is Mine," yes, right. which would end up on Thriller and end up being an album cut. From and that. number two, I believe. Uh, yes, on the charts. Yeah, so. This album, a lot different than the first one. And I say the first one because, you know, most people think of these hand in hand. If you're a Beatle fan, as you are, you're listening to this, you'll know that there's a lot of uh, Dutch imports that have a lot of these sessions together, <laughs> meaning you get the full session. Well, not the sessions. I think it's it's really important to stress, and I'll, I'll probably go on a tirade about this label. No, I'll tirade now. A lot of the demos for this were recorded at Paul's Rude Studios. Right which was the studio that really was in his in his house. But the, the rude studio demos of the tracks that he wrote around the same time for both Tug of War and Pipes of Peace often appear on the same bootlegs right. together. And to me, there are a number of songs on that demo collection where he should have essentially just stopped there. Yeah, he tends to overproduce. He overthinks. He overproduces. Well, this is at this moment. You know, he he did. Ch- he has changed over the years. I agree. Because he's I think, mellow. He's changed a I lot. I think the anthology showed him. Hey, you know, we did this in three hours. Yeah, you, you don't know. need to do one song in three hours. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, seven hours. You know, well, so we, did, I th- we did the whole album in one night. You know, yeah. for please, please. Uh, you know, so yeah, I can understand. But he does tend to layer upon layer upon sometimes, layer. Sometimes, and layer. he doesn't know when to stop. Sometimes, well, right? That's true. And sometimes it works, and sometimes, sometimes it really doesn't. Really doesn't, yeah. and. You know, we can be critical of it because we're only human. Right. And sometimes it just doesn't, uh, you know. Billy Joel said that. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we're going to talk about uh, each track on this album. A very different kind of feel than Tug of War. I want to get right into it. So we are going to delve track by track uh, into this album. Again, a very different album for Paul than Tug of War. Different feel. And the thing is, it's all recorded basically at the, around the same time. Other than that, those four That's songs. the weird part about the, this album. You know, if you listen to it back to back, I mean, it's the same producer and same arrangements or type of arrangements. And it's just sort of a, a different feeling. It's just of a, what's the word I'm looking for? You're it, absolutely it, right. It, is it, 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 it's almost like it's... It's like they mix it a little differently. It's like they did Tug of War and then they said, well, we have to make the other one sound different instead of just continuing Honestly, the album. to me, this sounds like Tug of War 2. And when I say Tug of War 2, 2 can stand for 2 or do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's almost like The Leftovers and they just said, you know what, we're doing well, this it, movie. It and called it, a stronger material for the first album and the weaker for the second, which, you know. We'll get into it, but there are definitely some songs on this album that – Easily could have fit on oh, Tug of War. Definitely. And should have maybe been on Tug of War. Goodbye, well, Ebony and Ivory. I agree. But but also, too, I think there are times listening to this album, times on this album where I loathe the production. And again, yes. I'll go into that. But there were also times where um, I feel as though had some of the material on Tug of War been produced more like this, I actually would have liked the material more. Well, See, I'm very thinking odd. the exact like opposite. opposite. I'm thinking this album is overproduced. It is really overproduced. Compared Gross to Tug of War. 
And it's funny because you you and I are the opposite now. You you think this sounds better produced? No, I, I mean no? it's weird. I, I know I know exactly what you're saying. This album is grossly overproduced. That's yeah. like its biggest. Its I biggest think flaw. out of all of Paul's albums, but this might be the most overproduced. Certain album. times where like instrumentation comes in, there are certain really really um, lovely effects. More about the stereo spectrum, right? The way everything is divided up among the stereo spectrum. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot about this album, especially parts in the song "Pipes of Peace." I love "Pipes of Peace." So do I. But the, but there are some beautiful segments of things moving from speaker to speaker that was, I think, a little trendy sounding on "Tug of War," but by now they may have shaken the cobwebs out of that a little bit. And the song "Pipes of Peace," the rest of it, some of it is grossly overproduced. So well, I know I do agree. Well, with you. the next it's album he did, I mean, next true album, because the next one after this was Broad Street right. soundtrack. Right. So it's, no, mm-hmm. after that, it was press to play. Press to play. And yeah. by then, different producer. Well, different results. Five different producers. Is yes, the problem, but I'm just but saying. But but I yeah. love that album. I do too. Yes, and we've talked know, about yeah. that. But yeah. Paul doesn't. He's but again, continuously now. You could see where different producers, other than George Martin, make a difference, either in a good way or bad yeah, way. But it's interesting because Press to Play was labored on even more strongly than than this one was. Yes, but and not yet, you know in production. I think maybe in no. I think in production. In production. I th- okay. I think yeah. it was trying to sound like what was going on in 1986. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, why don't we get to this? Which, you know, takes away from the album a little bit. I, I happen to love the album. I do too. Okay, side one, because we're going to talk about the album now, because the CD flows differently. And we will talk about the remastered CD from 1993, which does include some other bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pipes of Peace, the title track. The one thing, I, I, I said it on Tug of War, and I, I made a joke about, you know, Paul sounding like he has to take a dump. On Pipes of Peace, he doesn't sound like he has to take a dump, but he does try that. Again, the extended beginning before he starts the song. I think it only works here because of the theme of the music. It all sounds like a war type. Uh, yeah, battle mu- zone. Yeah, battle yeah. zone. So it works here. I understand the tugging of, you know, but it just sounded weird for tug of war. And maybe because I expected it almost here because it worked before and it'll work again. So it works here, but on Pipes of Peace, he sounds great, but he always tries too hard to create an opus. Or like a musical suite. There are a couple on this album that are very simple, but this one is such a... It's just almost over the top. It works because I remember the video. Well, that's what I was going to say. What I'm thinking is he knew he was going to make that video. And you need... I think the, the video is helped by the majestic sound of the arrangement. Yes. And I think one of the things about that is you add all these different instruments, which I thought were added nicely, but you're also thinking video. So I think yeah. that yes. I think that was part yeah. of it. I think so also, and and there's others on here too that were helped by the video. But pipes of peace, just to me, I mean, it works. His voice is just incredible, and yeah. I think the separation of his voice too, and the, when you're listening in headphones, right. is beautiful. I mean, yeah, I agree. McCartney I agree. at his at his best singing. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, to me, I, I the whole album is really good vocal. The only slam I have against this song is I find that it's it's that use of the overly saccharine McCartney backing vocal tracks that don't need to be there. Yes. That, you know, a lot of this has that. Help them to learn, them to learn, songs well, of joy. Well, that's like that it, children's choir. Well, it comes in later where you really hear it's a children's right. choir. You know, the play, the pipes of Pete, you know, that. Yes, and that. When that comes in, that's lovely. But he has a habit of, like, there, sometimes it's too much. You well, know, I've like, got that in other songs um, here, too. I love the Indian passage. 
in here. Me too. I love the Eastern passages very that much. Tabla. When the tabla comes in, and it comes in, and it is a sweet. It is a little bit of a sweet. But I, I really tabla appreciate. Is so beautifully brought in, and it's at the last second. It's like wow, and, and it just you hear it, and it's so beautiful. And I've got to say, very well recorded. Very well recorded. I mean, and I've got to say my, and you know, I'm not giving anything away, but my sort of overall dislike for the album sometimes taints my love of certain tracks. And this is you know, one of them. very nice. And this is one, it's it's a this really is one of those tracks track. which Paul had performed somewhere live. You mm, know, that would yeah. have been tough. Yeah. Well, it would help if he had a, a horn section. One of the things I think he should have done with this song, I think he should have brought it back, a reprise type of thing on the side too. Well, I think he yes. does. Some, something, well, yeah. he does Tug of Peace, mm, but which, not really but I think reprise. he should have t- went back to, you know, maybe did a different arrangement or did a different mix or did something at the end of the record to match this. I think he could have done a little bit of like a rock version of this. Yeah, something something Almost, just a little bit. You know, like let's, a straight four. Let's, four let's hold off on that because I have anyway. some other thoughts yeah. on that. But I think if he had done that and sort of tied it together, I think this album wouldn't be as disliked by us as Well, <laughs> I mean, well I am not saying we you know, we really get well, the overall well, picture sure, later. Right, but right. the one thing I will say is that when we go forward with this, yes, we're comparing it a lot to Tug of War. Tug of War was supposedly his masterpiece other than Band on the Run, whether you think so or well, not. at the time, yeah. At, at the, the time, time, yeah, definitely. It was even, you know, like I, I showed a picture on our Facebook page of the Rolling Stone, it's in McCartney's masterpiece. Right. Whether you think so or not, it was a very, very strong album. Definitely. So I'm going to sort of parallel a little bit to that album, only because they were back-to-back and recorded at the, almost the same time. Am I being fair? Probably not. But No, no. But I'm comparing apples to apples. I'm not comparing apples to oranges. He wasn't on Apple. He's on Columbia at this point. In the United States. In the United yeah, States. my yeah. rest of the world. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, I am comparing apples to apples because it really was done almost at the same time. So some of them were done you know, exactly at the same time. So let's just let's move on. Tug of War had the second song being Take It Away. So you, you went in from that opus of Tug of War to Take It Away, a good rock number. This one, Say, Say, Say. Now... In hindsight, a lot of this is in hindsight. This is in hindsight. I wish we were doing this show at the time when we could review everything and not know that Say 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 was a huge hit and blah, blah, blah. Because I did review this album when it first came out. Okay. You're old. You, you know what I said last night on my radio show? I said, if you can go in, in a time machine, you know, some people want to go to the cavern, see the Beatles, or go to the Star Club, I would tell Paul McCartney not to record with Michael Jackson. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'd want to go back to TSS Record Stores and buy all the Can't Buy Me Love picture sleeves and then go to Sears and buy the butcher, the butcher covers, covers thing, and yeah. know what to look for and go, I'll take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Anyway, Say 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 is, to me, crap. No, no, no. It's no, McCartney's. It is a great pop it's, song. It's his purgatory. You no, wish, it's not. You wish he didn't record it, though. You it's purgatory. You wish he given it to someone else. You know why it's his purgatory? It's purgatory. Well, no, it's between heaven and hell because he didn't know what direction to go in. You're right. Think about it. He's 40 years old now. Right. And do I go in the Michael Jackson direction? Not total album like that. Do I record something like that? Or do I stick to what I do best and see if it works? Well, Michael Jackson's hot no matter what. I mean, well, before even wall. Thriller, Off the Wall was right, huge yeah. too. So Michael Jackson was Michael Jackson. You know, give the man his credit for he's an incredible, was an incredible musician and knew what he was doing in the studio. But it may not have worked for Paul. So while this song was great, I think 
it only works because Michael Jackson was hot at the time because this came out in 83 after Thriller. Now, if this was a solo song of Paul's, no one would have listened. No, but you know what it is, though? The big problem with it is that it has potential to be an okay song. Potential. Okay. It's miserably produced, miserable, the hollow-sounding crap Electra drums I, but that's are a lot just on this miserable. Anyway. I know, but on that track, it just especially stands out. If you're trying to do a track where you've got some kind of funk or some kind of... It, it To me, this is, again, back to that phrase again, that Paul's the one that coined it. Plastic soul, baby. Plastic soul. There's Perfect. no... There is no I wouldn't funk, say it was a soul up. But you know what I mean. There's there's no groove in this song, really. It's M.O.R. It's just crap. I, yeah, think, I, th- it's, I actually it's, think it's... It, if you take away, you take two steps away. It's a great pop song. I can't even. I can't but, even give it that. But it's because of the video, and the cheesiness, and what it really did to Paul's career. Uh, oh, hold on. What bothers me though? Career. What bothers oh, me though is that idiot. is that if you put Quincy Jones at the helm of this track. Oh, I don't know about that. Wasn't what? He? No. I'm not I think so if sure. you would put Quincy Jones at the helm Jones of this track. Quincy Jones said the track, girl is mine. Come on. He did, but the girl is mine was a different song. <laughs> Quincy Jones also did pretty, you know, PYT and Thriller. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. And yeah. beat yeah. it. Yeah, I know. So if you put Quincy Jones on this, maybe you would have gotten a slightly different maybe. vibe. I don't know. I got to tell you though, I, but I hate the keyboard sound that muted synthetic keys playing the melody but it's so over it was even overdone then it just sounded like bad 80s crap then but i'll tell you right now though this is one of the other songs i think was helped a lot by the video definitely but to me the video was the best part about this song well the video is totally fun well the video did something that the the regular version doesn't have it it shortened it and rearranged it a little bit and it changed the way you listen to the song because it's a lot shorter so you don't mind it maybe as much I th- I think it's a great pop song, but I I you, know, you ever listen to the long version of it? Yes. Ooh. Oh yeah, I know that. That makes you want to. Yeah, that, yeah. But that's you know scary. what? I've used that in uh, in torture scenarios. <laughs> but think I'm... about it though. If if Paul did this on his own, like he did the solo Ebony and Ivory, solo Ebony and Ivory works definitely. Solo. If he did this solo, it wouldn't work. But if Michael Jackson did this solo, it would be great. Think about I think it. it still would be crap. Okay. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that because if it was Michael singing this song with this arrangement, it's still crap. It's okay, I, I do like some of the lyrical wordplay, like uh, "So long, girl, I see you never." I mean, you, you oh. could have said it. You could have said it other ways. I know it's cute. It yeah. in in terms of that, I mean, it's it's. He could have said, you know, yeah, well, we'll get to his other yeah. lyric, lyrical but, yeah, crap in the next yeah. song. But lazy, whatever. lazy, lazy. But it's. I'm not know. so I, sure I, that was him. It's yeah. funny because there are certain boy. songs that don't belong on albums, and this is one of them. If this was yeah. just a single. You wouldn't mind it as much. I'd still mind it. Anyway. I know you would. But uh, to me, it's, I mean, I can live with it because I heard it so much. But it's funny, you know, you listen to oldies radio, they never play this. They never I have heard it once in a great oh, Really? I, 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 I don't hear it at more. all. When I, I listen hear, to oldies I radio. I hear it on a little bit of oldies radio. Because it's, you know, here's two of the biggest guys ever in pop music, and you think it would just be real easy to play. Plus, it has a great talk up, like, you know, 10 seconds. Right. So, never right. heard Ebony and Ivory either, but anyway. That's different. We are going to talk about the next song, which, the other me. <laughs> it's a sort of a country-western shuffle kind of thing. Oh, country and western? Yeah. Hmm. It's not country and western like that. No, no. It's, sort of, it's sort of, it could be, you know, like a little, like a shuffle. It's, it's rhythm box. Okay, yeah, I know, but 
To me, this is Paul McCartney's first, on this album, No Balls song. It just ha- doesn't have any grit behind it. And we've also talked about this a lot, the whole dustbin lid lyric. I love it. I know it stands for little kid. It's Cockney slang for dustbin lids. I know, you could say in a minute. No. But if he would have just come out and said, and I acted like a little kid instead of dustbin lid, it still fits. And everybody knows what it is. A dustbin lid. I didn't know until last year that it, it was kid. So I'm but, sitting there going, "Oh, you, you feel he, like a garbage." But can it was okay cover? when he made when he made all Liverpudlian comments in the Beatles tracks. That was or, right. or Penny Lane. Or Penny Lane. A Mac. What's a Mac? Yeah, we didn't know what a Mac was. And full of I fish and PC, finger I pies. And, <laughs> I mean, you know what? And in the rain, my yeah, PC no, gets wet. Nice, but I mean, y- no, I understand. But don't forget now. I think you're being unfair to me and all of our listeners who possibly our second gen or first gen who were still young listening to Penny Lane. Penny Lane, it didn't matter he's wearing a Mac because I wasn't listening lyrically then. I was listening to the song because I was five, six, seven. No, so you're listening and and the song itself is really bouncy and great. By the time of this, I'm 21 years old. Now I'm listening to lyrics and I just heard say, say, say. I want to hear something good after that and I didn't get it. The only thing that's a bummer is that he starts the song with that lyric. If that had been the second verse, maybe maybe it would have been different. Same with the first. To me, one of the things that I absolutely love about this track Uh and I love about one or two other tracks on this album, this was the beginning of Paul's flirtation with up-close miking with the Karen Carpenter the microphone literally I don't know. Like I think, in your nose. I think pipes of peace yeah. when he's, I light a candle. Yeah, I light, that's where it's, that's yeah. Right that's up, I mean, right it sounds like it's too. You know, mic'd I, in absolutely. I never thought of that. But the other me, the whole song, and I love the, hmm, and the, Yes, like, but I, I don't like that. The, da, 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 no, da, 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 but, but I, I, to me, I love the, he's playing, like at the end, he sounds like he's playing a, uh, box, a box, like a packing yeah. crate. Love that. I love the guitar playing on this track. Absolutely love the guitar playing on this track. But there are certain... For some reason, this song, in the demos, always stood out for me, and on on the album as well. I think the demos, it was stood out more. Yeah, but it was one of the few that sort of carried over, because it it Mm. doesn't... It's not flooded with backing vocals. I like his harmonies with himself on it. Well, it's it's very sparse. Yeah, I I like it, though. What about you, Rob? I've never been a fan of this song at all. It's... um, it's one of those songs where you listen to it. Okay, next one, please. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, it there. never, it, it never, and even the dustbin lid part. I mean, I remember when you first started to hear about that. You know, what's a dustbin lid? I always and thought it was a garbage that's can. That's what lid. I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Dustbin is a you know. I yeah. know what it's and, garbage but can. that didn't what bother me as much as just the the feel of the song. It just and to me, it didn't go anywhere. It's a throwaway to yeah, me. I, yeah, this I mean, it's filler. This is a, a B side. I find it a strong album track. Okay. Really? Oh, All yeah. Right. We no, then, then, then we agree to that. disagree. Yeah, I always liked it. Now, the next song, I have to say, Keep Undercover. To me, I don't know why this was not a single. Oh, should have been a friggin' single. Well, because you had a damn Michael Jackson track to plug, so you're going to pull that, obviously. Well, that, yeah, but and I think that, that helped screw the record up, too, the Michael Jackson stuff. Well, people yeah, expected I think you're right. that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's one of those things where people would buy the record and think, oh, it's going to be all this, and it's and not. And it's not. It's one track of that, and yeah. then you go, oh. And even the, the other Michael Jackson collaboration, which we'll go to Ooh, later. Insulin. I have to get my insulin for that one. But, <laughs> but when you... No, it's not diabetic. It's, it's saccharin. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it won't affect your instrument. Oh, there you go. I like the string arrangement I keep on the cover. Oh, my now, God. I love the, the violin the urgent, on this. I, I have it, Rob. Perfect. Oh. 
Love the urgent violins a la Eleanor Rigby. Yep. Yes. Lyrically lazy, though. But let's face it. You're saying Eleanor Rigby. I know. I'm not saying. Jeff Lynne. It's also ELO. Oh, yes. Very ELO. It is, but it's. George Martin, you know he's the producer. Yeah, we keep forgetting. Yeah, that's the key there. But you know? but ELO were a major band still at this point, or were just coming off the heels of having yeah. been a huge band. Right. Yeah, well, again, so, maybe time was yeah. out a couple of years prior, yeah. and then they were done. But, then they were done. Yeah. But this could have been a single. This should have totally. been a single. But I think totally. they got it lost. Off, yeah, they yeah got well, lost it starts off in that like you know just dreamy, echoey, and then boom, it yeah. nails you, and you're like, wow, I'm. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be one of those sappy, you know, love songs. Yeah, and, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, dun, 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 it's like, oh, whoa. Love okay. the harmonies on this. I love the start. The, Even the, the, the raspy deceptive. at the end, you know, keep on the cover. Yeah. I but love I mean, that. think about it as a single. The love I'm going right, and to. Then, and then, bam. That would have yeah. made The only for thing for me as a, a drummer, the drum sounds are a little fake. The I drum sounds are a little fake. Uh, but I like that they're almost fake and sloppy. Yes. Which is kind of fun. Whoever programmed the drum track on this programmed it to be slightly sloppy which is kind of fun but actually. it's so, uh, and Stanley Clark's the basis on yeah it, so. and yeah. lyrically I, I think it's a little lazy but it works on this a little because, bit but you don't mind you know, no you because don't it's mind. such it's, a strong music yeah. track yeah, and is. you get that urgent and you're like whoa I would love to hear I'd love to hear a version of that without lyrics just without the vocal just oh yeah instrumental track I think that would have been because this to me I don't see this this album had Say, 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 yeah. Pipes of Peace. Which was a big hit in Britain. Yes, number one. Yeah. And nothing else. Well, they were going to do The Man. That was going to be the third uh, don't, don't go there yet, please. I'm I just saying. Wait, that was going to be the out. third hit. Oh, sorry. Well, I should say third release. Right, but <laughs> they didn't do anything. No, no. And if they would have done... Well, they did so bad. So bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. So bad. Say. So bad was huge. And we'll get to that next. But I think if they would have had this as the fourth single, it would have done... Mm. It would have done him yes, a lot of good. But like we always said, there weren't often times of fourth singles. Before. Well, because even on Tug of War, we yeah. said ballroom dancing. Right. Yeah. Where was right. that? So, Not anyway, so. let's okay. go to So Bad. Now, So Bad is. Well, this also have very, very much helped out by MTV. Yep. And Ringo Starr in the video. Sorry. Hated it. Falsetto hate. What's hate your it. problem? I hate it. I hate you this. You really song. hate this song. I, hate this I song. love I don't, I don't this song. Hate it. I hate this song. This is the, my favorite Musically, song of the album. it's beautiful. This I, has I a it. great, just the way it starts in, ba, ba, boom, boom, and then but, the bass playing on it's just, oh. Well, it's almost like, I hate to say it, but when you hear, ba, ba, boom, it's almost like you're going to hear something, like, da, 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 boom, yeah. except then you don't. I hate it. <laughs> okay, thank you, we got it. <laughs> but anyway, the, if this is McCartney at his adult contemporary best. Oh, that's why I hate it. Uh, okay, thank you. It's just, got it. it. Schmaltz. Schmaltz. I'm going to turn you off. Schmaltz. I'm going to turn you off. It's, I'm telling you guys, it's really small. Small, it's not. It's very small, too. But the falsetto doesn't work for me at all. It, it works for the song, but that doesn't make it good. I just thought, you know, the video definitely helped it to go. I don't know the. I think it was top 30 or top 40 easy. Yeah. I know that. But uh, the falsetto just kills it for me. I just The falsetto I, destroys I wanted, I wanted, every bit I wanted of credibility. I wanted to see if maybe we can have a version of this where Paul would sing it. In a regular I ju- register. I, you, know, you know what I wrote? I would have loved this song acoustic in a normal register. Yeah. Well, you know where loved he, it. he sings it just a little bit different is in uh, Broad Street. A little. It's not different. much, though. But I would have absolutely loved the same song brought down because, to where well, he there, could sing it in his normal points, voice. But and there are points of this song where he does that. Like, you know, first he talks off, 
serious? You know, you go, oh, wow. But then you go, inside my heart, you need... And then you get lower, and, it's, and you're like, yeah. wow. Yeah. You go, okay, that might have worked. Yeah. This doesn't work. Sorry. I, I, I don't I, know. It's not the it was song. A big hit, but it, it was wasn't big, me. I, I, I happen to like the song a lot. I happen That's to okay. like Linda's backing vocals on this. Um, and well, the, the harmonies vocals. are always... You know, give Paul his due. He always has great harmony. He, but often too much of it. Is that's the problem. a different story, but all of his harmonies, whether you like them or not, are beautiful. Yeah. This would have been, too if I had to pick the song to go from Pipes of Peace to Tug of War, you know, I take Ebony and Ivory, kick it off, and I put on So Bad. I, I happen to love the song. I think You know what it is, though? I just think the... Um, of the 80s of Paul's. I mean, Tony's point about where, you know, he does that, I love you, I love you. It's enough already. You know? Well, I think he was trying to do, I think he was also playing the bass very high on the neck. And I think he was trying to sing to that. If he maybe played it lower, he w- probably would have tried to match his vocals to that, I think. Why don't, why don't I we think ask he was him? trying to match, because he doesn't play that high in the bass a lot. No, he doesn't. If, if you true. ever watch him, he's, he plays more in the middle. That's so I true. think he heard that and said, well, let me see if I can sing like that. And then you know what we should That's do? True. We should write to him and say, on this next tour that you're doing, the out there tour, play so bad in the original key. Well, that, I can't. Well, <laughs> I can't. That, well, that'd be, you know, but, th- but then that would be what Tony said. Play there it at, at a, a, a lower. Well, you don't you want to. You. Inside my pants. <laughs> no. Yes, thank you, Johnny Cash. Really? Well, that, well, that's what it would turn out to be like. You know, <laughs> you, bum, you know, bum, 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 got bum. to pay your dues. Bum, 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 on that bum. note, we are going to be so good to you. After this break, we're talking about the Pipes of Peace album, and we will be back after this. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free For All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beetle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beatles show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob, can be found through all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beatles show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beatles Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash WHPC. And also look for it on TuneIn.com. And Tony Truquardo is the host of 4F, free format for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. Hi, everyone. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All, offering you a chance to win a Blu-ray copy of The Beatles' Help. Newly released on June 25th, this is a digitally restored version of the film that includes 5.1 surround sound and hours of extra features. For your chance to win, all you have to do is send an email to fab4freeforall at aol.com, put help in the subject heading, and let us know the original working title of the film Help. Again, the original working title of the movie Help. Send it in an email, fab4freeforall at aol.com, and you will be given a chance to win the Blu-ray copies of Help that we have available courtesy of EMI and your friends from Fab Four Free For All. And we are back with the second half of the Fab Four Free For All talking about Pipes of Peace. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have a mouse. Topo Gigi is here. <laughs> Topo, he's be good night. Anyway, would have sounded better than the man. <laughs> well, well, whoa, whoa! You just gave away everything. We could just skip this song. <laughs> The opening track of side two of Pipes of Peace has is a great opening guitar part. Great. Just Josh, great. I'm going to talk about that here. It does. Yeah. The Man. Another oh, collaboration with I get with a rash just MJ. thinking of this song. And oh, my God. This is a horrible song. Well, uh, you know, started. can I finish, please? <laughs> no, no, no. I guess yeah. we all know. The moderator we... doesn't always go first. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go first. I was going to introduce the man. Oh, my God. There he is. The man. The man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. It's Michael Jackson. <laughs> if I could eliminate one song from the entire 80s catalog of Paul yes, McCartney, this say. would be it. Yeah, Tell us Paul why, Paul McCartney's Robert, entire because, solo wait, career. Shush, shush, over there. If everything bad about a, a song from Paul is in here. A, a, a hot guitar part, which has nothing to do with the song. I'll tell you why he did that. And then this bad duet with Michael Jackson, which just... Uh, with a song with absolutely oh, no meaning... Uh, no, no balls, and, and not even, not even a sack to hold the no, balls no. in. There's nothing. <laughs> and it's not like listen, it's not like listen not to what the man said. <laughs> it's not like that, which was a great pop song. This is trying too hard to be something it will never be. No. I think that's the best way to describe. Well, it. you know what? And it gets me because I don't even think Michael smoked pot, <laughs> so I can't even be like, "Hey, no. man, I want to write, write this song." Like, about the man. Say, okay, I'll write a song about the man. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna buy your song. I'll songs. definitely write a song about the man. Let's let's do I'm that. I'm not gonna Paul. buy this one. Can we call yeah. it the boy? <laughs> Sorry, the boy. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> As a boy oh, God. <laughs> who sleeps in Michael's bed every night. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, there's such a boy. Well, I guess anyway. we don't do that whole let's not speak ill of the dead thing, huh? I'm sorry. Wow. That's the second time you almost fell off the chair, Rob. <laughs> it must be the man. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you something right now. This is as syrupy as he has ever gotten. I mean, this is syrup on top of your syrup <laughs> on top of your bacon on top of your syrup. Oh, come on. Even the little accents, like the little handcuffs... And, and he just, the way he, uh, stop it with the hand claps. It's not like, I want to hold, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to hold you your man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my no, God. Come on. <laughs> sorry. Stop it. Sorry. So sorry. Three, sir. No, but <laughs> five. Even that little hand claps, you know, come on. But you know what? I, I mean, listen to it now. And you just oh. And you just hear that and you want to. Stop. I want to go and punch him. Yeah, I want to punch Michael too. It's scary how bad this song is. But you know what? I think the guitar, I think the fuzz. With all due respect to the one fan out there in the audience who considers this one of Paul McCartney's finest entries, we love you and we always will. Thank you. <laughs> and if, you, if we see you, we're going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> terrible. Don't go to Rob because I won't beat you Don't up. Don't go to <laughs> Rob. I'll hug you. No, here, well, you, I'll, you'll need I'll, it if you like uh, this yeah, song. Yeah. Anyway, I think the guitar part, Rob said it was a really, and you said it was a great guitar it part. Is, that, it is. It's so unlike the rest of the song. It's a, you, you hear totally. the song when it opens it up and you hear that fuzz. Yeah. But fuzz you know guitar. Really, you, I think he did that on purpose. You know what? I think this song, the music track was done. They went and did it, and they said, oh, my God. But this, this doesn't sound so like Paul playing. No, I don't think so either, but it's so syrupy. I think yeah. they said, you know what? We need to get like you know a this reminds guitar me of? to give it a little bit of oomph, and you know, I don't think it you happened. You know what the guitar solo reminds me of? I remember watching, I think it was Celine Dion once in concert. Because I am and Celine Dion. 
they're introducing the band, and the guitar player gets five bars or six bars to yeah, fill right. in. And so he plays and really he, smoking he hot, is and then he goes back to playing the crap he's playing before. Right, right. That's what the guitar solo sounds like in this song. Well, it's always like... And now, here is my drama, Rene. <laughs> and you hear... He goes back to when they introduced yeah. the guitar player. Right. Yeah, that's what when exactly they introduced the band. Right. And I think he just was so embarrassed by the rest of the song, he said, we got to add a guitar part to this because it sucks. Uh, you know, I played this song back sober. And, you know, it's um, it really it sort of sucks, oh you know. So do you think you could do, like, five balls of really ripping guitar at the beginning? And then... Uh, Almost. You know, before Michael gets you. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost oh, released. What's that guitar? <laughs> almost released as a single. Almost. Almost. They Thank it. God it wasn't. Can you imagine what it would have done to his career? Oh, my Seriously. God. Seriously. There's a review. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that tears apart my song so well. Sorry. I, I, I mean, the only thing that would have been good about that release would have been Blackpool would have been this B-side. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Really? really? Yeah, that was Blackpool was supposed to be the B-side. Now, that would have been nice. Well, but we would have gotten a nice non-LP. Yeah, we would have gotten run yeah. out, and all of us would have basically damned our our Beatle collecting <laughs> existence because we would have had to run out and bought the single of the I man. Say, so I say we, we do this. I say we we go to Paul. And we say, listen, we want you to re-put out another single. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know. We'll go right to him and say, listen, we want you to rethink this and put out a single now from <laughs> Pipes of Peace. Wait, 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 and. We want it to be a non-LP A-side. Don't put the man on. Just give us a B-side of Blackpool, and we'll have Blank, a one-sided, a one-sided <laughs> single where the B-side plays and the A-side doesn't. Well, and then you, you call it the man. You realize, of course, that like a year or two from now, when when, when, when they finally, finally do the remaster, when of this, finally we convince the powers that be that Paul needs to be on the show, he'll be like, you know, I should really give a listen to like a random episode of the show. Oh, hey, pipes of peace. <laughs> No, no, listen to the Linda show. Well, yes, yeah, don't really. Listen to the Linda show. You'll love, love us. Other right. than that, yeah, don't listen to don't listen to Pipes of Peace. And there was also supposed to be a 12-inch remix, the way they did Say Say Say. Oh, a 12-inch man. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you get that guitar solo like three times, and then you get like just chords in the middle where Michael and... Oh. They were going to make it a 10-inch man, but Michael said, make it the 12-inch. <laughs> oh, come on, boy. <laughs> Michael was, uh, what, what was Michael? I like extended play. <laughs> Ooh, an EP. Just because he sneezed one time and his nose fell off doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what? The opposite of Pinocchio. <laughs> what? Wow, we are. Sorry, right, so we're not going to be We're never getting Michael we're Jackson on the show. On the show. Right. Wow. Or Latoya on the same person. We get Joe Jackson on, though. <laughs> we'll Joe Jackson. Not Joe Jackson, the British say, guy, the night, father. What does night and day have to do with this? <laughs> I'm stepping wow. out. I'm stepping out. There we go. There we oh. go. Okay. Uh, anyway, the one problem that I have on side two is that you go from the man, which is, you know, literally a big bag of sugar. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to McCartney doing what McCartney does, does and he best. makes. No. What? No, he doesn't do it best. I hate this song. Sweetest Little Sweetest Show? Sweetest Little Show, Sweetest little show is just. Here's my problem with it. You don't, Love it. You don't go from. Something saccharine to a little more ballsy. You go in more True, saccharine. to more saccharine. And I'm going to yeah. say it as a, in general because I do say it on this album a lot. The sequencing of songs on side two yeah. stinks. Horrific. Horrific. Because Horrific. This song, I don't think this song belongs on this side. I don't, I don't think this song belongs on the album. I wish this was an OPB side. And I, and I don't mean it hard. There are other songs that could have replaced it. You mean Sweetest it. Little Show? Yeah. The, See, I, I like this song a lot. But, I really but do. going from the man to this was is horrible. Good. But the truth is, not to be—I don't mean this to be funny—but when I was young and I played this album, 
I mean, don't mean to be totally obnoxious, but sweetest little show opened side two for me. Well, I didn't even after the first playing. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. I know. I know. After what you're the about. first playing, I didn't even ever play the song "The Man" again. I only played that because it was the first song. So you put it on, and then you walk away. I actually you know, would would go in the, that little inch and inch or so and drop the needle on the beginning of track two. Well, and that was it. I never heard the song "The Man." The show was okay. I mean, the instrumentation's good, but it's. I love the bass work on it. Yes, love the bass work. It's nice. I, it's got a nice little rhythmic vibe. I love the chord, the, chord changes. The on chord it. changes are fantastic, and I like the did ten. I like the little. I like the fun, accents on the dude. Yeah, totally. A really beautiful acoustic guitar break. Yeah, and I. I hate to say, but I like the guitar synthesizer interplay on this. It's the only. Track from this period of Paul's that I think the guitar and synthesizer working Lyrically, together in a... Is he talking about himself? The sweetest little show? Think about it. You've uh, been around for a long time, and if they try to criticize you, make them smile. That's a, well, that's a very yeah. good way to describe Paul Yeah, He's always... He's always trying to make he, you smile. Nev- well, he's, n- he's never really attacked anyone. Well, I think, I think it's... Anything. God knows... You know, I think it's said. advice. <laughs> I think it's advice. I think it's basically saying to anyone out there, you know, they could treat you like but a lover. They could treat you like a but you know, cute for its own good. I don't know. I didn't find I, that. I with think this. this should have been more of an acoustic song than the way I it's agree. produced. And, th- and I this do is agree. where I think side two loses me a lot. The overproduction of almost everything. Everything. Yes. And and I have to blame Paul and George Martin. Paul McCartney mm. and George Martin. They mm-hmm. went a little crazy with the. And I can understand why, you know. Here's George Martin. He's back with Paul again. Tug of War was, you know, I think Huge. a monster. A monster Huge. Hit. It was a monster album And selling. they learned how to uh, play with each other at a different level because Paul obviously is a, a mature s- man now. Mature yeah. man. Yeah. He's also yeah. learned a lot how to produce his own stuff. You sure. Know, you know, he doesn't need George Martin there. He wants him there. Right. So right. I think... But the overproduction on side two, and I think coming out of the man, it's just, it's just so. Too much. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's oh. poor sequencing. But yeah. I really, I genuinely it like the song. Been, yeah, but you know what? I think if uh, maybe this was sandwiched in between the instrumentals, maybe. Right. Uh, better. I would have right. started with the instrumentals at the beginning. I don't know about that, but yeah. the next song, to me, is one of the best on the album. Average person. Here's where I have a hard time. I love the demo. I love the demo. Yeah. I cannot stand the finished product. See, I like this a lot. Well, then again, I'm comparing this finished product to the rest of the album. Yeah, and you're right. about the man and Sweet Little Show and Other Me, in my opinion, average person sounds like it could have been on Tug of War. See, to me, like the synthetic horns, the synthetic horns, again, make me want to cry on this record. I hate the sound effects, the roaring lion. The, I hate it. But you know what? Think about it. It Take takes away. again. It takes the balls out of any mm, of it. I it's, think. Well, I think his I, singing is good. Again, it's overproduced. Overproduced. They're like thinking, what can we put here? What can we do here? What can we do here? And yeah. instead of just letting it sit there and becoming a, a song we can end up liking, because it's not a bad song. No, it's not the worst song on mm. this album. No, it's not. Uh, well, listen to the demo. Good. The demo's great. Yeah. But, yeah. but some song. people haven't heard the demo, and you know that's lyrically. Go download it now. Not well, wait. Lyrically, <laughs> lyrically, I think it's one of his better ones. Lyrically, I mean, think about all yeah. the stuff. You know, talks about the three different but he's occupations. You know, it's fine. I'm not talking about that. Lyrically, though. Lyrically, it is good. He's talking about all of the different careers. It's a little Penny Lane-ish. Yeah, sort of. But not to be funny, truthfully, too. Wait, yeah. 
I think it's actually cute, and I don't I don't say this as a downer to him. This could have been a children's song. Average person? Average person. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say I'm thinking of the old Sesame Street. Who are the people in your neighborhood? Well, and, I don't know I mean, it's the same that. kind of... Yeah, you know, something that... You know, maybe he could have given this to someone to record. Yeah. And I think that the song would probably be appreciated more. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to give away a song to, have to make it people work. Yeah. It's funny because in the Rolling Stone review, they say most of the time he tries so hard to be an average person that he winds up making below average music. <laughs> That's funny. Great review. Well, I, I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll have to read it after. Okay. I'm going to read some other stuff about it. But average person to me is one of the. I think it could have easily been on Tug of War and fit perfectly. It could have, The way yeah. it was produced. Yeah, it could have. I think it would have been good. Now, the next song is Hey, Hey, the first of, I'm going to say two instrumentals, because really Tug of Peace is with a little bit of lyrics, but nothing major. But two in a row, bad sequencing again, but Hey, Hey is an instrumental with Stanley Clark, the jazz fusion bass player, who is awesome and was very hot at the time. Right. He really was. And Steve Gadd's great, 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 great B side. Really annoying B-side. on this album. Yes, B side. Really annoying on this album. And, and it starts and off really good. It does. And then you yeah. get to that yeah. little like jazz yeah. adult contemporary break, which only McCartney can probably only, do. But here, but only McCartney, who is a bass player himself, right, can waste Stanley Clark's brilliance. Doing chump crap like this, really? I mean, he had Stanley I mean, on other songs well, on the he album. Did, but but he, what do you but, want Stanley Clark to do? A run? Give him a run. Uh, give him a solo. But, give him a little bit of you know. Give him the funk. Jesus, <laughs> right? Yeah, Jesus Christ! I got Stanley Clark on my album. Look, I know you, Paul McCartney. You're one of the greatest living bass players. Now you've got one of the other greatest living bass players. Use him the same way if you had. Carl Perkins on, you'd let him sing a couple of verses. Oh, wait, I did that already. You've got friggin' Stanley Clark on here. Give him, you take eight bars, give him eight bars. You take eight bars and play a cool rock and roll counter melody. Let Stanley Clark do something jazzy for 12. You got Stanley Clark. Well, that's true. I, I mean, mean it's, it, his playing isn't that standout-ish, I don't no, think. No, that's it, the point. Well, yeah. the whole, but if it was, it would fine. make the track but stand if, out. But if it wasn't Stanley Clark, would you be upset by it? No, because, but... but it's still a great B-side. It is a B-side, but you know... You know, and it was pushed at the time that he was on this album. Yeah. No, but not as much as Michael Jackson. No, no. Most people, well, nothing against Stanley Clark, he's a great bass player, but most people do not know who Stanley Clark is. No, but you know what, though, Rob? Steve Gadd is on here, too. He's right. played with everyone. But you know what, though? And no, Drew, one, no one cared about that. The truth is that at the time, it was pushed. If you read, like, Downbeat or you read any of the jazzy magazines, it was all like, hey, Stanley Clark's going to be on the next McCartney record. Can't wait to see where that goes. And it went nowhere. Wow. Yeah. And it went here. Well, well, the same thing like having Ringo on the album on Tug of War. And, you, okay, Ringo's there. And you got Ringo, you know, basically on the track with Steve Gadd. And Steve Gadd outshines Ringo on Take It Away. Right. I mean, right. and Ringo's just doing the regular beat. Well, why did you need Ringo? Right. Same thing with Stanley Clark. Paul could have done the whole bass on this. Oh, the boy's been out of work, you know. Got to give him something, you know. Well, but I mean, Paul could have easily done the bass work on this. Yeah. And it would have been the same track. Anyway. Yeah. And now we get to... It works probably better as a B-side than on this album. I agree with that. And now we go to Tug of Peace, which I don't know why he did this. Two instrumentals in a row. One is worse than Hey Hey. I hate this song. I mean, I don't think it be- this is not even a good B-side. This would have been a good 
bonus track. It's a synthetic bit of fluff annoyance. That's well, what I wrote. It is an annoying non-song with no remarkable identity. And you know, this, this is where I was talking about if he had taken Pipes a Piece and redid it as a reprise. Maybe. Right. This is where she should have redone it instead of going back to Tug of War. Right. But, but then he's connecting the albums, and that's why I think it's here. It's I wrote, you know what I wrote? Albums. You know, I hate to do my reference again. That's where this comes from. That's awesome. like, you know. like a piece. Sure we yeah. got both of them together. Uh. But you know what, though? I wrote in my notes, like a dance version similar to No More Lonely Nights. Like he did that, you know, that dance version of No More Which Lonely I love. Nights. I Me love. too. I like that too. I can live yeah. a No More Lonely Nights. It was great. But this is trying to be like that because it sounds like a dance version and it just goes nowhere. Right. Nowhere. Well, I, you're right. No More Lonely Nights says the dance version works extremely well. This well, doesn't. this one doesn't. Yeah, I didn't think of that. You're right. Oh, well, thank Good you. Point. Sometimes I come up with them. Now, the next song and the album closer, I have said this on other shows. I'm going to say it again. This is one of my favorite Paul McCartney songs in the entire solo catalog. I'm sorry. I know it's overproduced. It's lush. It's, it's overproduced, grand, but it's a gorgeous it's ballad. It's a grand, grand ballad. Right. A great album closer. Yeah, fantastic album Fantastic closer. album closer. On a good album, this would have been This the, would have been, this would have been a the, single. This it should also, have been a single. It also would have always been considered probably one of McCartney's magnificent album closers. N- right. And, and you know what? If he would have put this out as a single for AC Radio or, or even just a single at the time, 83. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he put out No More Lonely Nights, for God's sake, and it, when it went number six. Six, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you would have put this out. This is, lyrically, it's beautiful. Lyrically, yeah. it's great. It's very lyrically, strong. Lyrically, it's very, very nice. Musically, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that rolling piano that it comes in, it's like, wow. Gorgeous. And you know something? I cannot. This is the A++ standout on the album. I know, I think, you know, you know our former partner, Ken, said he had it played yeah, at his, his wedding. wedding. I would have loved to have had it at my wedding. George's uh, score. Unbelievable. George's score on this is yeah. just, is it's, so this exceptional. Is a beautiful this, song. This almost makes up for the fact that almost everything else on this side On this horrible. side exists, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, we yeah, hear it. it, it, it just, you wish that it wasn't the closing song. That's, I right. think. Right. I think if this was the opening well, track, at least, at least the fact you wouldn't that it, be so angry by the time you got to this, and then you'd sort of turn it off like, oh, okay, it's okay. But at, no. least, at least with this as the closing track, and you know that the songs are recorded chronologically, but no, at least right. with this as the closing track, you think, oh, Okay. Okay, he's Paul's there. still he's okay. Still, he's still <laughs> yeah. right. And he's still our Paul. Well, we could go through <laughs> And this would have been also m- uh, better on Tug of War too. If yes. You was, you know, but you imagine that at the end though when it does end do I love boom and the album's over you go okay like you said that was Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Y- you go okay I can't it's, wait it's to a, see what it's comes a next. It's majestic album closer. And it, it's so to me it's also one of those songs like when you, you see on American Idol they do Paul McCartney night or something. This would be a great song no for them to play. Totally. They, well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't think it. about it. They wouldn't yeah. because no, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't a hit. hit or anything. But if it, it would have be, been a hit. Well, it could have been, yeah. I think it's when I compiled my um, my Tug of Peace CD, which is the CD that I listen to that are the only tracks that I like from Tug of Both. War and Tug of Peace <laughs> and, and Pipes of Peace. Um, sort of like the John Lennon Double Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Milk and Honey. This had to close it. I, I can't believe that no one in his camp said, single... Well, no one, no one in this camp said, so, Paul, Don't. do you think you should hold off releasing an album right now and just put out one or two singles? <laughs> yeah, right. They well, did it before. You know what? I, th- I think, you know, it comes off Tug of War, which was extremely popular and also critically acclaimed. 
and I think he's trying to figure out what to do next. You know, and he was trying to stay within the songs he was already doing, for the most part. You know, so he'd already recorded a lot of them. So, but think about I, I, you, you wish he maybe take a, like a month or two off and. And and then come back and say, you know what, the man's a piece of crap. Yeah, weed out some of yeah, the yeah. weaker right. ones. And, yeah. But think about know. it though. What, look what he was doing next for Broad Street. He was doing No Values, right? Which is a great song. Yeah, right. And uh, what was the other well, one? He on did that? So well, it was bad also bad time for a sea change too. It was time for like New Blood to come in. You know, yep. he was going to go work with Gilmore. He was going to you know readdress the Beatle material. So this was like a, sh- a head shift. But, two after these two albums. But think you about know? it, though. He tried the grand majestic ballad at the end of uh, Flowers in the Dirt with Motor of Love. That mm. didn't work. But Motor of Love's not a grand love ballad. Mm. This this is a oh, very I is. personal... Motor of, I think Motor of Love... Motor of Love's a little more... Uh, six, over six minutes long. It is, but where Maybe. I'm going is, as a song, it's a little more hazy it's a little Maybe. more uh, it, has, it has also i think a good esoteric feel it. Think, it has a good feel yeah, definitely it's not a bad song not at all but it's but it's, it's it an long? esoteric yeah, a love bit. song about three minutes you know long. through our that, love this is really just, personal stuff i don't and i i mean if all of our fans let's make this a single <laughs> even though it's not yeah. i mean yeah. we can yeah. we you know we can really well, you know, it's a funny because... I should go back and this, listen to this song specifically i think it's worthy of this album's released in what end of 83 yes you know, Thriller's already been out, so Say 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 is booked end in there a little bit. He's on Columbia in the United States, so they're trying to match the release pattern here, too. Thriller went to have, like, seven singles, I guess it was. Oh, the stratosphere. But this never got to that point, sales-wise. If this no. album maybe did a little better, maybe Columbia starts to say, right. we could maybe do what we're doing with Michael. And, you know, Milk the turkey a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, you know, what they did with Bruce Springsteen, too, in 84. Right. But it does go platinum here in the States. And it goes platinum in the United Kingdom. It goes platinum in Canada. I mean, it really, it was a big album. It didn't go to number one in the States. It went to number 15. In the UK, it only went to number four. But Pipes of Peace itself went to number one. I know that they, they yeah. when that went number one, it was like, oh, McCartney's next solo, you know, new well, solo Well, also, it, it, it involved uh, British history, too, at the video. So Yes, I that think, helped. I think, and the Brits like that. They send stuff up the charts for anything. Yeah. You just give them a little reason, they're right there. So I think yeah. that was part of it too, and I think you know, and then we, sh- you know, the videos, pipes of peace was a great video. Say 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 was breezy, despite the song or anything. It was a little. I hated the video. Yeah, okay, I agree. <laughs> well, but I liked it, but uh, I hated the video. I love the video for pipes of peace. Yeah, I did too. I mean, it was I very well done. I think it was one of the first times you saw the same guy. Yeah. You know, together in that in the the way the filming was, yeah. it was one of the first ones like that. Well, pipes of I peace. Say that parent trap was. Yeah, yeah, but pipes of peace. The video has oh, a great story. So line. well done. You know, if you think it had about a, yeah. it, you know, it, it. I mean, it, that was a moving. Yeah, I thought so too. Video when they're playing, <laughs> and Paul plays the you know the German and the British guy, and okay. and it's based right. on it actually happened. They yes. played soccer. For those okay. who don't know, the the British and the Germans in World War One stopped on Christmas Day to have a game of soccer and a couple other things. And Listen then to the Royal Guardsmen. The Royal Guardsmen will explain everything on Snoopy's Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so but let me, let that's me what just it's th- about. It's I about do want to talk about I, I played them back-to-back on my show once, Pipes of Peace and Snoopy's Christmas. I thought it was a good segment. You're a good DJ, aren't you? Thank no. You. <laughs> so I want, I want to just read... Uh, <laughs> he said I love no. you too, baby. <laughs> no, you're not. I, wanna I don't read like Snoopy. You're <laughs> no. the Red Baron. <laughs> I like Snoopy. I just I like Woodstock. <laughs> I just don't like Tony. <laughs> exactly. I want to read uh, a re- uh, parts no. of a review from no. Rolling Stone from January of 84 from Park Pewterball. See, I control the fader over here, so I can just make you go away. Me, me, me. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh my God, we have another mouse. <laughs> Topo's here. Anyway, I want to say, Pipes of Peace is a wash in love. And it's in McCartney's love boat all but capsizes in the waves of almost opiated good feeling that swell over from all sides. Nice. I like that. Wow. Wait, he says, the man is more of... Uh, is more off-the-wall pairing as it does a heavily fuzz-toned lead guitar with a full-tilt stab at pure Broadway schmaltz, soaring choruses, orchestral swoops and swoons, and vaguely meaningful, though ultimately indecipherable, lyrics. It's perfect. And then he says, The Other Me is a goofy quasi-tune sung in an annoyingly Don Fagan-like slur. Yeah. Whose uh, review is this, by the Park way? Park Pewdiebaugh. Okay. Rolling Stones. Rolling, Stone. Rolling Stones. And McCartney's collaboration with jazz fusion bassist Stanley Clark is, on the other hand, a throwaway instrumental that leaves virtually no impression at all. Oddly enough, the same is true of both So Bad and Throw Our Love, which I disagree with. We disagree on that. Both are big ballads in the Graham McCartney tradition. The latter would seem to want to tie together the various themes of the record into a stirring finale, but is, again, lyrically in. Ineffectual, I, I really don't agree with that. Mounting a host of cliches and vagaries into a heap of well-meaning nonsense. That can, I will say, poo-poo. Can I, can I give my review quick? Um, years ago, uh, when I was in college, 100 years back, at this very college that we are recording in right now, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, but years ago, when I, when I was in school, I, I worked for the college paper doing record reviews. They used to get pissed because they'd give me my, my column every month. Pissed as in mad. Mad, yeah, sorry to our UK British friends. People, we didn't yeah. get junk all well, time. they were getting pissed also, yeah, but <clears throat> missing a lot of deadlines. But um, because I would, I would review the most obscure things. Uh, and you really? know, you tell me, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. No, but I mean, I listen to a lot of pop music. I still do. I listen to a lot of pop records, not current stuff, but at the time, stuff that was coming out in the '80s. I liked a lot of new wave stuff. I liked well, a lot of rock and roll. Call me maybe. So finally, they said, you know, review something like normal. Review like the new Paul McCartney record's coming out. Review the new Paul McCartney record. Oh, boy. And it was this one. Yeah. So, no, so, not this one. That was no, they're very you nice. Do you have a copy of this young man? I do, somewhere at home, yeah. So they asked me for my review. And, and Too bad the Pioneer's not online. Yeah, the, the Pioneer, the, the post-Pioneer. And, and it actually just said, my review said, Paul McCartney, Pipes of Peace. And I wrote underneath, Poop from Paul. And that was my three-word review, and then I proceeded to do a two-column review of Raymond Zarek's version of Carmina Burana. And they got so pissed together. What did you do? You just called Paul McCartney's album a piece of poop. And I said, yeah, but... Well, the funny you know thing is, is we've, it's, we've it's, gone through the album. We actually like... Some of it. Parts of it. Well, yeah, four or five yeah. songs each. But when, you're, but when you're in college and you're, oh, yeah, and you're sure. doing a Beatles radio well, show, which yeah, I was at the time... Yeah, yeah. It was kind of just like, you know, I got you, the whole world. Well, no, but you, you felt like I felt almost di- like betrayed. It was just sort of oh, like, yeah. how dare you like give me this as your most recent offering? Well, you, you know, we, we all nasty do. man. You, you must have hated the next few I mean, the Ringo albums after Ringo. <laughs> No. Oh yeah. Well, Ringo the Fourth. We've reviewed we've, that one. Go read our Ringo the Fourth. Remember though, I, I know we, we, we rated it worse than him though. I that's know. After he trashed the entire album, yeah. but all three of us added up to a ten. That's yeah, right. That's true. So, um, <laughs> but it's, let's, it's it, there let's are let's some things. Uh-huh. Well, there's a couple of things about the, the record. Uh, but wanna, Columbo's here. Uh, well, you know, we we, we go along and there. I have my little thing, notes man. too. Uh, first of all, say 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 had a Jelly Bean Benitez twelve-inch uh, remix. Yes. Pipes of Peace was released as a single, and there was a different mix, and there was also, they took out the overture beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that's on Wingspan, too. I yeah, believe. I think that's on Wingspan. And it actually sounds nicer. Better. With, without the overture. On the album, it sounds right. On the single, right. you wouldn't want that. So it actually works out a little better there. 
And then there's a B-side we didn't talk about right. from uh, Say, 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 right. which should have been on the album. Uh, it's a pretty damn good song, Ode to a Koala Bear. Because yeah. they, like, they like it to go in the trees. They like going to trees all the time to eat the eucalyptus leaves that they get a stone. Oh, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that song a lot. And, it's and, cute. I mean, it's. I feel it's a B-side, but it's it's a sweet little song. Yeah, it's, some it some of the other songs that yeah. made the record. Yeah. You know, but we it's also, like, yeah, it's a sweet little track. And we didn't talk about but. the 1993 reissues. Which also has as simple as that on Well, it has simple as that. Which is good. I think it's a really nice good reggae. track. It's, it's a, a little reggae away, thing. It's a B-side. throwaway. But again, but we all stand together than... is on it. Which we all stand together. We're talking about overproduction. Yeah, well, perfect it's for a cartoon. It's a cartoon. But, but it's a cartoon. But, you know what? In context. I, it matches the video. Totally. The film. And you know what? I happen to like the overproduction. I, I do too. Me too. I, 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 I do. dare anybody boom, here not boom, to go, Body Boom. Boom, boom, boom. It's pretty everybody, but then and he also does twice in a lifetime, which talk about overproduction. Talk about overproduction. That was also made for a movie, right? Made for a movie, so it's the movie called Twice in a Lifetime, starring Gene Hackman and Anne Margaret. Right. I love we all and that and we all stand together was the first song recorded when this whole session started. That was the first one. So yeah, and quite honestly, that that is such a great little video. It really is. Wow. And it's all Paul. Unbelievable. Very fun. See, I, I take fun. that over the man. I take anything over the man. I take. Oh, you, you can't know. put that on this album, though. I mean, can you imagine putting that on the album and he would be no, so crucified? No, he would never have been able to put that you on the album. You could do that as. But it was a big hit in, in Great in Britain. Brit- well, sure. because the Rupert and the Frog song came right. out. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's why. But. So let's, and he was uh, planning on possibly doing a soundtrack album of all right, stuff. So right, right, right. And some show. stuff was recorded right. based well, on that. Well, so. now is the time of the show when we like to give a little number to our really big, review. really big reviewers here. So I'm going to go around the room because I'm still thinking. Uh, Rob, what do you give the— I'm still the, thinking, too. Uh, Tony? Because the funny thing is— Someone else? We've always—for those who know us, we tend to knock two albums of Paul's. Driving Rain and this one. Well, we haven't even reviewed Driving right. Rain. That's just the in joke with right. me now. But I'll probably give it an eight. I know? think we've actually talked nah. more positively about it than I thought we were going to do. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of. All right. Well, kind well, of, then Tony, shocked. what do you? Uh, since you already said poop from Paul, what are you uh, giving this in terms of? And don't give me a point this because people don't like when you do a point thing. You know what I'm saying? All right. Maybe you we should make it out of a hundred. I know. Well, okay. I want a point. Ten. I hope you have a point, but not in the review. Hey, hey, hey. Give me the. Uh, not point little head, that's boy. Hey, I'm sorry. What are we doing here? You don't, if you don't want it to go in points, it's a five. Really? Yeah, it's a it's, five. It's wow, that's, I don't think it's... It's a five. I've got to do it the same way. I'm looking I, at 11 songs. You can't yep. bring to the fourth of four. I, I know, but I, 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 it's got 11 songs on it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five of them. I like six of them. Well, let me see. I, I love one. five, and that's mm-hmm. five out of 11. And you know what? If you want me to give the other two the fact that I think two of them are really good songs that are badly produced. Which one is those? I think So Bad and Average Person are okay. both really nice songs. Average Person in particular I love, but I, I hate the overproduction on the released version. Okay. So, you know, maybe I could give it a five and a half. Okay. Fair enough. I'll let you give the half. I'll give it a half. I give it a five and a half. I was originally going to go with like a six, but I think after talking with you guys, I'm going to give it a seven. Maybe I, you um, shouldn't talk to us. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> what if you don't talk to us? Then what? Go home and listen to the album again. I, You'll say, "Damn, I, I give I'll it a high? seven. You know what? I, as much as the man is annoying, scaringly bad, and I and I'm just you know, no one can see me, but I'm literally like my I'm yeah. Just, he's seething. I'm, I'm waiting I, for the. I'm, I'm just like ah. You won't like me when I'm talking about Paul McCartney. I'm gonna <laughs> rip my shirt off and you know turn into the Hulk or something. 
Hulk smash. Yeah, the Hulk is mad at Dr. the man. Dr. Rob Leonard, nah. pelted by gamma rays, turns into the Hulk. Oh, God. Anyway. So I, I wish this song wasn't around. Let's put it that way. And actually, if you were to take this song away and make it a 10-song album, I think I might even raise the number. Oh, my Seriously. God. Oh, my Lord. Because wow. You must I be smoking the same thing. I think if you made this an e- a four-song EP, I'd give it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> and if you make it a two-sided single, I'd give it a 10. <laughs> and if it was a promo single with one side only, then... Oh, my God. I'd love it. It'd be it. the greatest album in the world. No. But I would, if I could find a way to sneak into Paul's archive at, at MPL and say, where's the man? And then, like, <laughs> he's right here. <laughs> he's right here, baby. <laughs> you know? And Jack. I'm like, oh, my God. Or maybe remix it and take out all the vocals. No, okay, or, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. You know what would give this album a seven for me, seriously? What? Not the album. No, you know I what understand. would give the CD a seven? What? Re-release the CD with... Different sequencing? W- no, re-release Tug of War and Pipes of Peace as a three-CD set Ooh, with I the Rude the demo. Studio demos right in the middle. Do that for me. You got yourself. Well, a, we got a we got a connection rating. to Paul. So uh, when you're doing the reissue for these, Paul, Paul, baby, Paul, baby, booby, listen, booby. call us. We'll talk. No man. You, me, we sit, no, we no talk. No man. No we man. Slap the man out of our lives. Anyway, good. Um, oof, this is a toughie for me because coming off of a album I really love, Tug of War. This one is just uh, so disappointing. I, I'm gonna give this one a six. Wow. I'm not going to go so as low five, as five. Six, seven? Yeah. Well, we're doing the poll. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hey, everybody count. Nice. One, two. One, two, three, four, five. But you know what? I'm going to say six. So I think uh, you gave it a five, five and a half. I give it a six. Rob gives it a seven. Only because he talked to us. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and next time, we're going to do our next review in falsetto and see what you give us. <laughs> I like I like so bad. Where we don't it's called driving rain. <laughs> anyway, so we have given our review of uh, pipes of poop, and we would like for you to pipes of peace. I know. Pipes We'd like for peas. you to uh, tell us what you think of the album, please. Uh, you know where to reach us: Facebook and all other good stuff. So for this edition, sorry, of February free for all. This has been Mitch Axelrod, your moderator, and with me has been... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Chiguardo. And we hope you burn the man. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album, Digital Retro, and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free-For-All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free-For-All. There's a Beatles song in Fast Time. No, no, Beatle. If you, if you remember when uh, Damone's selling, uh, he's scalping tickets in front of the, oh, the record yeah, store. Yeah, 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 in yeah. the background, there's a, there's a cutout, the of, cutout of Ringo. Of Ringo of from the, Stop of the, of the, of the wow. big six-foot cutout. Yeah. Yes, I do remember Ringo that. the cop? Yeah, yeah Ringo the, the cop. cop. All right, Ringo. so can I get some Lavelle? Take the time to be a cop. Lavelle. Cop. cop. And smell the roses. Lavelle. How are we doing on this? I'd well, say. Which one are we doing first? Mike, Mike up here. Get your mic up here. Boy. Good. That's good. No, not that eye. Tell me, Nah, bring it up.
That was mine. Up a little bit? Stop talking English. Yeah. Up up and, and uh, usually up, 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 at, up, up, at the eyeglasses. Really? Yeah. For these for these mics it's great because then you don't Hi Mike. Hi Mike. Hi, you don't how you doing? Up. I'm not in mic. There's cans. no mic popping, none of that. Like this. Yes. Will the real Good. Jerry Lewis please sit down? <laughs> you ever see that show? It doesn't have to be that close. But you know what I mean? Just, oh God, you told me about that once. Yeah. Okay. I got I got a whole complete storyboard for it for nineteen dollars. That's the one you showed to him and he wanted to keep or something? No, no, it's different. Uh, 19 bucks, a full 48-page storyboard with revisions. That's because nobody in France knew it was for sale. Oui. Yeah. Oui, oui. I can't oh. hear anything. Huh? I hear nothing. I, well, I let me hear. Go the you got dumb. No more. I had, I had a dream. Yes? No. no. Rob, talk. Hello, this is I just is had Rob. him before. You had it. And also How we doing? Name. This is just feel nice. <laughs> it felt good to me. No, I just, I, I honestly had him in my head, and then... Oh, my. I had not any more. Okay, what the first show we do? Whatever one you want. What the first show we do? Oh, let me just shut the phone, because... Oh, yeah, good idea. Oh, yeah. Shut the phone up. You can be my Yoko Ono. You can follow me wherever I go. Be my Yoko Ono. Be my Yoko Ono. You saw I started the thread about the Ringo album? I saw that. Things moving, you know? Well, you know what? It just helps. It keeps, you know what it does? It, it lays the seed work for what's coming. It sounds really well, cool I didn't even know headphones. we were going to do this at that time. Well, I, and, and the funny well thing someone suggested, why haven't you done the Ringo album? I know. Yet? And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. But you know what the funny thing is? Both of the albums that we're doing tonight, think about it. One is 30 years old this year and one is 40 years old this year. Interesting. Pipes of Poop wow, and right. Ringo. Pipes wow. of Poop. Play the pipes of poop. Down, 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 poop down, from down, Paul, down, as I reviewed it. That's down. actually a good track. And that's then the you get to talk about pipes of pizza. That's the, the theme to Poop Go the Ruddles. Was that? Then you, yes. Hey, hey. But then it gets all sugary. You know, typical McCartney, you know. Like Light FM. And then. Come on. No, that's, it's, it's not the best album. All right, so. What are we doing first? Who's going to moderate? Well, do you want me to moderate Piece of Poop? Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to moderate Hey Jude or Piece of Poop? Or if Rob's moderating Well, I, 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 You want to moderate the Rolling Stones. I want to moderate so the I'll Stolling Rones. Piece of Poop. Because you're going to do Ringo. Right. Probably. Anybody want some I'll, I'll have one cinnamon of them. Cinnamon. I, anything cinnamon I like. Oh, I love cinnamon. I like cinnamon is my favorite spice next to Sporty. Yeah. 